This time on Chew Diligence, teaching culinary students during COVID-19 changes. We'll hear from Chef Bob Brassard of Broadmoor Bistro, the real-world, hands-on, student-run restaurant and culinary program in the Shawnee Mission School District. And Shawnee Mission North sophomore, Nora Pekin. So how do culinary students stay hands-on even through virtual learning? So when they were posting these pictures, everybody was learning from everybody else as well. And how Nora's baking for class might be leading to much more during these uncertain times. And I've actually been baking like a lot. Like I have like a little family project um, where each week we kind of take on different flavors and um, we go out and deliver them to family and friends that um, impacted our lives. Plus, looking to the future by looking at the passion and adaptation Chef Bob sees in today's chefs right now. That is the whole uh, foundation of our industry is that, you know, we take care of people. to talk to Chef Bob and Nora from Broadmoor Bistro, which is just this incredible chef restaurant learning facility, if that's the right group of words, uh, in the Shawnee Mission School District, this training ground for culinary arts. Um, chef Bob, schools all over the country have switched to online learning. That's a difficult task when you have a hands-on skill like cooking. Walk us through what Broadmoor Bistro has done to keep kids learning while everybody is staying at home. Sure. Well, in March, uh, just before spring break, when we found out that um, they were gonna, you know, extend the, uh, the time, uh, we uh, had some staff, staff meetings talking about um, how we could um, integrate learning um, at home. And so for us, we really had to put on our uh, thinking caps, like because it's hands-on learning. Um, our students, uh, we we have three three different methods of instruction. One is uh, that the, they'll get the information, they'll read it um, for understanding and and have a basic concept. The second one is that we would actually demonstrate what that concept is in a classroom, in our demonstration kitchen. And we have a Google Classroom that we actually give them information and lesson plans. And so we'll put out uh, for a week what, what that may be. And then um, Chef Justin and myself uh, were discussing and I was like, we need to do lab packs. And so we uh, needed to get approval from the district because this was outside the norm and we had to figure out a way to actually get that pack to a student safely where we're complying with um, all the health restrictions that all the schools are uh, currently um, complying with. And so we got permission for the students to actually come and actually do a pickup. So the first one, we, we essentially did a pizza. We, we, we wanted to make it simple, fun, and a little bit uh, you know, creative. And so we actually took pizzas. Um, Chef Steve Venn, who is also our catering and restaurant management instructor, and uh, Chef Chesson and myself and uh, Matt Ziegenhorn, all of us made a different type of style of pizza with a different technique. So we a variety of different ways to actually make that pizza. And we took pictures of all that. And uh, Justin and uh, Ziggy is the tech, tech uh, 
meme. And so they're, they're on uh, social media with TikTok. So they were doing TikTok stuff and making it a little competitive, you know, showing how to set that up. I was just basically doing old school pictures and setting it up. Um, we had a Google meeting on Tuesday. Uh, we had about 37 of uh, 50 students actually get in on that first meeting. Um, and then we explained how we each uh, did our pizza uh, through, through slideshow. And uh, we set that up. Then they had uh, four days to actually take pictures and record it and post it on social media or actually um, put it in the Google Classroom or chefschool. Uh, was it dot com or dot SMSD, I think. And, dot SMSD. Yeah. And so they, uh, um, they were posting those items as well. And um, they all had different kinds of pies. Some made in sheet pans, some did in a cast iron pan, some did in a regular pizza pan. So uh, it was great to see uh, the different techniques, but more importantly, it was great for them to kind of show uh, their interpretation of what that lab was. Um, so the next week we were looking at, okay, um, we need to kind of go full scale. And that's when we found out that they were actually shutting down the schools where we wouldn't have access. And I reached out to uh, Chris Shea, who um, is part of um, CNC Produce. And I was talking with him about the possibility of doing some type of fresh produce box. And Chris um, went to uh, Nick and talked with the owner and he loved the idea of the mystery box because it enables our students to think outside the box with what they have in the box. And every student um, could make something different, but they could all share that information together on a platform. So they, they came and uh, we gave them like six or seven different types of grains and starches and we had them a really big produce box. My baking kids, uh, I went and scaled different types of cakes and uh, different brownie, uh, brownie mixes and some bread mediums. And I did a pretzel. Uh, they really like to make pretzels. So I set all that up. And then uh, each of us did, uh, each of the instruction instructors each did uh, a particular type of thing with the protein. So we gave them lamb and beef and um, we gave them shrimp, um, chicken, um, some different types of sausages that they uh, had made in school and stuff to take home. So everybody was doing uh, a, a different type of protein when they were setting up and doing it. So, so when they were posting these pictures, everybody was learning from everybody else as well. So. Um, it, we feel that it's been pretty effective. Um, we're, we're keeping the kids on learning. You know, the hardest thing I think for our students is that they're isolated. And we wanted to make sure that um, our culinary slash restaurant family was gonna be intact and that they could share information. And so that's the reason why we went to Zoom and have those meetings uh, once a week. And so, Nora, what's it been like to be on the receiving end of the education? How does it change when you go into your own home kitchen? And we should tell people who can't see that we're interviewing you from your kitchen. <laughs> um, so it is, I really do miss like the Call family. Like I always felt like this huge family because I did the restaurant program there too. And it was just kind of all this long time there. Like I spent so much time there. We just kind of felt like home. 
and then just to automatically switch to here it was a little bit hard but um I just I'm really happy that they still are like giving us chances to be able to cook and I've actually been baking like a lot like I have like a little family project um where each week we kind of take on different flavors and um, we go out and deliver them to family and friends that um, impacted our lives so I kind of have that little project so I make a little money off of it but it's just kind of getting to cook for eight hours in a day which really makes it fun and I've just been baking so much where I took on the culinary box um, the big huge produce and everything I actually took on that and that's why I made the beef blotzes and I've just been kind of experimenting more with culinary speaking still pretty hard to not get to really see them anymore and get to cook with the people that I've been cooking with yeah. for a year and so a half. what's your what's your home school Nora we should probably say that where, where do you usually come from and then you go to the culinary program at Johnson County for yeah. part of the day right yes uh, I go to I go to Shawnee Mission North and I'm a sophomore and then I go there at the PM session so okay and so you you are with students from a lot of other areas, right? Yes. Yeah. And do so you specialize in one particular area? Are you in the general um, cooking class or are you in the baking class? I'm in the baking class, but then I also do the restaurant class, which is um, when we have our Broadway Bistro open on Wednesdays. So. Okay. Nora, have you thought about, I mean, take me back six months ago or just even two months ago, what you were thinking you wanted to do, do after high school and if that's changed with what's going on so honestly i knew about the program when i was in sixth grade like i went to go to this little meeting when i was in sixth grade and it's been my dream to be in um the cooking business for that long and i still really am like tied into it because it's just it's like it's an easy it's just an easy thing for me to do because of how much fun i have with it and how much it kind of opens up my creativity and um yeah, and I'm I'm actually kind of like a math brain, so it's really easy to do the costing and everything. So it's just it's something that I really do take a part of because it has the arts in it, it has the science, it has the math. It just kind of has everything that's built in my mind and makes me really understand it. So, what's it like to get together and ask um, other chefs what they've been doing? I mean, it's it's a different experience, I'm sure, over Zoom than it is when yeah. you're in the classroom. What's the biggest difference for you? Uh, just not really getting to cook like when I do labs and baking I'll do it with another partner and it's just kind of hard that I don't really get to cook or, or see what other people are making like I have to kind of see it on the phone and not get to taste what they've made it's like I, I only get to taste what I've made and I can't really taste what all my other friends that are at the culinary and baking classes at the car are cooking it's just kind of I just kind of want to see what they do and taste it and it's kind of upset that I can't really do that right now so What's it been like doing that from home with your family? Have you gotten to share with them more than you might usually have been? Yes, I actually kind of started the small little project because we've just been piling up on baking goods. So, um, and my mom has actually been helping me a lot. Like um, every single Monday, I'll spend like eight to 10 hours baking all day and then we deliver it. And my mom and dad and my brother have all kind of put an impact to my little project I've been doing. Like my brother has been taking all those photos that um, I sent to Ziggy. And then my mom and dad, since they can drive and I can't right now, they've been going out and delivering to the people six feet away. But um, my mom was actually helping me last Monday cooking it all. Which what really are you baking that you're sharing? Oh, so each week I do like um, different flavors and I have like a little website too that my dad made for me to make it kind of easy to order. Um, and so 
I, the first week I did lemons and then I did coconut and then this week I'm doing maple and bacon. So I'm kind of, I'm exploring flavors and I get to put everything. I, um, an actually really popular item I made last week was it, I based it off of just a regular biscuit and then I added cheddar, fresh chives and fresh onions to it. And like everybody loves it. So I kind of like to explore more flavors. So I start with something basic and then I'll add more flavors to it to kind of, I don't know, like open up my creativity at home. And you're selling these to family and friends? Yes. What? So my parents have really helped me a lot. Like I had 21 orders last week. So it was, a, it was a lot. And my parents have just kind of like been there and like have been supporting me through it all. Wow, you're going to end up with a business by the end of all of this. Right. I know. Like Over my linings. Parents, my parents <laughs> said if I still, if it, if I like after this whole thing ends, like if like I'm making good, like if it's doing really well, then we'll just keep doing with it. So, do you want to share the website with us or? Oh yeah, um, it's kind of I can send the link to Ziggy or something. I it's like a weird name, but um, my my little like project name is called Homie um, Baked Sweet Treats because um, I always like I'm kind of weird and I always say Homie a lot, so my dad kind of made that joke, so we call it Homie Sweet Treats. So. <laughs> sweet treats. That sounds like a first style, right? Yeah, but I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, share right. <laughs> the link um, to you guys. And then I also have a Facebook that's, um, it's just my name, Nora Pekin, P-I-E-K-E-N, and then it's just like Homie Sweet Treats. So I kind of, I have the link on there and I post daily pictures and everything. Chef so, Bob, so. what's it like to hear that, I mean, this is the kind of adaptation that we're seeing all over the industry because of you know, the pandemic with what's going on, to see a student kind of take that and run with it, what do you think? I think they need to take the positive out of um, this opportunity. And obviously, Nora's done that, and you know, to, to stay busy. And, uh, and as you can see, uh, we have a lot of students that are very passionate. And um, this is uh, just an example of how to feed that passion and, and stay active in it. And, you know, our industry, it's, it's all about people that have passion and that's the reason why, you know, they do what they do. And so we're the ones that kind of uh, plant the seed and uh, nurture them. And, you know, um, we just wanted to make sure that everybody has that opportunity to um, be able to continue to grow when they're at home. So, can I ask? It's it's been pretty rocky month for the industry, and I'm sure that yeah. your students have been watching what's been going on. Do you guys talk about that over your your Zoom conferences at all? Uh, you know, we we really haven't um, really gone into too much of that. But um, as as we get into school next year, I think that. Uh, that'll definitely be a conversation that we have at the beginning of the school. And, and you can see that in our industry, um, they're adapting as well. And they're thinking outside the box. I mean, you know, you look at barbecue from a vending machine. I think that is ingenious, you know, um, curbside pickups a little bit different. I mean, this is going to change our industry. Um, and I mean, it has changed our industry. It's going to continue to change it, but, um, those chefs that are out there that are passionate and they're still trying to figure out um, how to basically um, stay afloat but more importantly um, they're extremely passionate about people and making sure people are fed I, I think that that's the biggest thing in our city that I'm seeing you know what Howard Hannah is doing and a variety of other chefs 
you know, they're making sure that people are being taken care of. And that that is the whole uh, foundation of our industry is that, you know, we take care of people um, from the moment that they make a reservation, walk in the door to the service and the food. And, and this is just another uh, example of uh, how we adapt to be able to still continue to be able to do that with the main focus of, of serving um, food and, and making sure people are healthy and, and fed. Bob, you also have um, a farm operation in addition to the kitchen. What, what's, what do you think is going to happen with that over the spring and summer? Is that a well, place where students can get involved? A lot of it is um, right now, um, the district is uh, very cautious about um, the integration of students and, and so um, all the facilities in the district right now are closed. Um, but um, the farm is essentially done. Uh, we have a, a nice, uh, I believe it's a, a 40 by 30 greenhouse they just built. So as they were finishing up on this uh, greenhouse is when um, the pandemic pretty much started. And so it's been kind of sitting idle and we have a huge storage barn. and. So I'm, I'm talking with Joan Levins, who is our sustainable coordinator for the district, and we're looking at uh, doing some uh, soil amendment and trying uh, to get our soil and a uh, crop cover in so that we'll be ready for the fall to basically get things going. But um, that is the other component of our uh, education for our students is that we really want them to understand where our food comes from and how it's grown and, and, and so that they can see from from the time that they put a seed in the ground till the time they actually harvest it, that process that farmers go through, and so that they have a understanding of what quality is and and what what true um, true product as far as uh, you know nutritional density and, and food that's good for us. So we use just heirloom and organic. So I'm I'm waiting to hear. Um, it's been very difficult for me to put my hands underneath my, you know, sit on my hands here and just be very cautious and do this right so that uh, we can continue to do it later on down the road. Right. So Nora, any parting uh, words for us about social media and what we should be looking for on yours? Oh, so um, just kind of keep update because like if I do like one of your favorite flavors, like my Facebook, Nora Pekin, P-I-E-K-N, I do basically different flavors each week. <laughs> Sorry, um, I do different flavors each week. And if one of them's your favorite, I would definitely try it because I do a lot of experimentalation. Experimentalation. I like that right there. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for big things from Nora in the coming years, right, Phil? Absolutely. <laughs> She's got it going on. Um, what's your favorite flavor? I'd like to know that. Um, I did, I really like coconut. Like it's, or just normal chocolate. I think chocolate is just so good. Um, but coconut, we made, um, they're at the, they're at um, the Bromer Bistro. We, we made um, Congo bars. So it has like the pecans, coconuts, chocolates, and a graham cracker crust. Um, I made those and it was just, I just, coconut's just such a nice, like, refreshing flavor. I really like tropical flavors. So. I wish you could see Nora's face to our listeners because she's just exuberant when she's talking about these. <laughs> I just took pictures of her actually. You did? <laughs> yeah, so we'll be able to use those for social. Perfect. 
and maybe we can get some photographs of your your some of your creations to yeah add um, to social media. I did I did send them to Ziggy so um, I know he has them because um, my brother is really good at photography so I have like English muffins on um, a skillet I have um, the cheddar and chives biscuits that I made like my brother is like really good at photography so wow I'm gonna have to FaceTime you so you can help me with my sourdough starter because it's already <laughs> I actually I actually have one like right on my counter have you named yours <laughs> yeah I have yeah mine took like two weeks and it's pretty it gets pretty big so oh my I gosh last week Okay, for everyone out there doing a sourdough starter, because I'm the nine millionth person to decide to do this, how do you know it's done? Um, it took like two weeks. I kind of, I have like the directions that it took, like you just kind of start, it, I just like um, the dark rye flour and then I add a little bit of water. So it's kind of like chunk pasty at first. Yeah. And then um, you have to feed it every day by taking a little bit out and then adding bread flour and yeast and stuff. I'm pretty okay. sure when it starts getting um, kind of bubbly and rising more, like the last part, you have to kind of, like if it rises in like eight to 12 hours, it's like ready and fermented. Really? Yeah. That's what that's I wrote about. years, Lindsay. Mine, guess what mine is named, Jill? Um, Yoda. <laughs> Baby Dota. Baby Dota. Dota. There we go. <laughs> it is between that and bread yoast. I was really proud of myself. <laughs> But you had people kind of write in, didn't they, um, to, to name it? Well, 205 votes. It was very exciting. It was neck and neck. Okay, what was the best and the worst name? No, I, I only gave them those two options. Oh, okay, gotcha. Baby Dota won out, so Baby Dota. And then I had a friend say I should have done Salvado Perez, which is I <laughs> so no, Nora, did you name your starter? No, I didn't. I there's oh, another fun activity for you to do today. I got really, I need to take like three hours and just brainstorm with really good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, thank you both of you so much for joining us. Thank you. Yeah, good luck and have a lot of fun on your virtual classrooms. It's a really creative way to keep going. Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity to share. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. We'll see you. Bye. 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 Thank you.